And welcome back to the For Film Sake Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Chi, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And... Jordan Crockett. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Shin Godzilla, the 2016 version. But yes. before we do any of that, let's uh, let's do the catch-up, condiments, whatever, uh, sauerkraut. So we got a guest. Uh, Jay, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. We know uh, Jay from uh, school, the Art Institute of Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. I an animator. Um, well, I think you've talked about me a little bit on the show before. I talked about your bullshit magic deck <laughs> considerably. My before. my Eldrazi, I've yeah, it was your Eldrazi. I think I've perfected that deck at this point. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm also a uh, 3D animator. Uh, okay, renderings, 3D stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Also make uh, AMVs on the side sometimes. What was that yeah. AMV? Yeah, uh, the anime music video stuff okay. like right. the all that weep shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make so that. Like, <laughs> you ever see the videos of like Goku and the chromatic application? Oh, no, yeah, I seen this video recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I didn't know what great. AMV stood for till just now. Though. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, it's like animated music video. Yeah, that was uh, back when I was in what middle school? I think like Naruto. Oh this yeah, this really is like popular. all Naruto's, and they're all like to um, like pain. <laughs> that was this, that was like the song to use definitely. It was a uh, animal I have become was like a really popular one. For yeah, the and it's always and Naruto. Ha- like Naruto and then like Sasuke <laughs> fighting at the waterfall. That was like I mean the, like the staple. Like you always have to use that song. Pain with uh, Sasuke. <laughs> it's just like like shidori his uh, way into sh- it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but we met at school and we became pretty good friends. We met in like a film class or whatever, and then you're just a weirdo, and we yeah, we just friends. I mean kind of just. Right. Just stand in the back of the room. Yeah, and just do weird things. It's true. The, yeah. <laughs> I think I've I, I've I've mentioned a couple of the stories about one time you told the teacher that uh, that when you say that I'm on the edge of killing myself every night, you meant it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite things you've said. Uh, but uh, what kind of like animation do you do? Like what kind of um, rendering or modeling? Like what's your uh, mainly like I do like 3D modeling. Um, I can do like a lot of other stuff. I can edit. I can, you know, like I've done like I've actually taken a clip from like a actually Godzilla mm-hmm. uh, scene and then ripped uh, all the sound out of it and redid all the sound in it. Oh, really? It actually came out better than. <laughs> do you fully? Well, in my opinion, I don't know if it's actually better. Yeah, you okay. might be stroking your own dick in there, but yeah, I like to suck my own dick. <laughs> <laughs> Professional sound designs. What about as, you, Chris? As far as uh, like movies and television, what do you what do you get into? Uh, a lot of just like. I mean, like, just I'm like the average like consumer. I watch oh, so like, like uh, keeping up with the Kardashians and uh, oh yeah, Desperate totally. Housewives oh yeah, oh god. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, get my daily uh, drama fix. Uh, get, get that get that tea and shade in constantly. That is like the average consumer though. Like no shade, but it's just that's what people watch. Unfortunately, that's highly upsetting. I mean, yeah. I watch, I watch, no, I watch like Game of Thrones and nice. Okay. So Game of Thrones, uh, Black Mirror. Oh yes, you see the new season? Yeah, definitely oh, yeah. love the new season. Yeah. Uh. A lot of anime shit. Yeah, I'm total fucking weeb. Yeah, mm. we both are. I feel like that's how we bonded over weeb shit. I think I just like. I think it's just because I grew up on anime. I think that's like probably why it translates. That's probably why I'm in such a like. I'm into Godzilla and I'm into like so much anime shit because like, like you turn on like Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid. Like that's what it was playing. Like oh, yeah. just uh, like four kids dubbed all that shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the I fucking mean, stuff were like, are like notoriously bad. Oh, it's so <laughs> bad. They ruined so much shit. They like, uh, I think it's like, I heard yesterday that um, they changed 
like instead of saying rice cakes on Pokemon, they had said that they were like jelly donuts. <laughs> and they're <laughs> like visibly clear that they are not jelly donuts. Is that where that fucking meme came from? It's just like I saw a picture of like rice cakes and someone just went like, Oh look, I got jelly donuts. Yeah. Like, That's, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> the internet is a stupid place. Have you uh, have you been watching anything here, Brian? At all? I have actually. Nice. So I, I've I've been watching recently, like in the last few days, The Office. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, the American version. All right, all right. Uh, which is weird because that show is so cringy. Okay. That if you put a lump of coal in my asshole, it'll come out as a diamond. That's what do you mean cringy? Like uh, the Michael Scott stuff yeah. from the earlier seasons? <laughs> yeah, it's oh, so yeah. Oh, is that dry yeah. It's just a racist, sexist, yeah. misogynist piece Very of shit. Very much, yes. And like every time, and I can't help but feel bad for him. Yeah. It I mean, a, yeah, it's a different time. I mean, and that's what 10 years ago was yeah. a different time <laughs> at this point, yeah. But it's, it's, it's like, no, it, apart from like the problematicness yes. of the show yeah. right now, it's just the fact that, I don't know. It's just so like all the situations that people get put on. It's a sad close up on people's faces. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like Phil is like wanting to play basketball and Michael Scott ignore her, and mm. we just got like a sad, just the saddest look in this woman's eyes yeah. of being dismissed. And it's just like I can't it, like that kind of shit. Just when you go like, uh, I, I love Phyllis on that show. Uh, Phyllis, like you said, she's like a sad kind of overweight lady. Yeah. If you look at her real life, she used to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Yep. Like what? seriously, yes. <laughs> Phyllis, like the the older, overweight, uh, white lady. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been like watching it like recently too. I've yeah. been rewatching all the seasons. Oh yeah, man. She used to be hot to trot. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, Oh yeah. Sage told yeah. me that yesterday actually, but I don't know. I've just been enjoying the show. Louise started watching it. LC Pills. Started watching it and like we hung out the other day. She like forced me to watch like three or four episodes. The show's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah. But like I just like watching that show is it's really like I can't do it alone a lot of the times. Cause like I just can't like cringe humor for me. I can't watch the first season. I always skip right over it. Yeah. The first season's the cringe. Oh yeah, it's just like the the second episode when like Michael Scott says nigga. Oh, yeah. It's just like, ah, oh, fuck. That's the second episode? It's the second episode. Of the first season? <laughs> of the first season. Sheesh. They got it's, called a, di- it's called diversity. Though. They got away with so much stuff. Because this is like the more I watch it, I'm like, back, like, they couldn't say any of that today. No. Because no. they, I mean, like, the thing, there was one episode they were like saying, like, I call everyone faggy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I don't>, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, there's no way you could say that now. Uh-uh. Times pr- changed yeah. that quickly. And it's like the, anybody that's like overweight on the show, they always like shit on them for being fat. And I'm like, there's no way. No. Yeah, 2017, no. The Office would not get made in 2017. Well, well, surprisingly, they are actually bringing The Office back in 2018. It's going to be so much. It's going to be so bad. This is not a yeah. good idea. Uh, they got, uh, what's, what's uh, Jenna, Jenna Fisher. She's uh, agreeing to come back. She's one to plays Pam. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to talk to uh, Jim. I can't think of it. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah, they're trying to talk to him about coming back. Uh, Steve Carell's 0% chance. He said he's not coming back. Well, yeah, he left <laughs> the show. Like, while the show was ongoing. Yeah, so. he was like, uh, he's done. He's all the way done. But uh, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're talking about bringing that back. I, I hate that about like cinematic culture and mm-hmm. like t- like television culture now. Just, Bring everything like, back. Yeah. Something died. Let it die. Mm-hmm. Let it you know, give it a nice burial. You, you had a nice wrap up with the office. What are yeah. you gonna do again? They want more money. Yeah, <laughs> they yes, want more I mean, money. That's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, Damn. they're uh, they're bringing back a show from uh, from my childhood called uh, Charmed. Oh you guys yeah, ever heard of that? that? Yeah, yeah, Charmed is coming back, and that's gonna be an abomination. The, the fucking remake <laughs> to Heather's. Mm. They're making a, a movie remake to Heather's, yeah. and I saw the trailer, 
And I've never been more offended by a remake than I mean, the fucking trailer for Heather. Who's who's like a young a young actress in uh, Hollywood out here right now that you think could carry the role that Winona Ryder carried in that movie? I don't think I know of anyone. I can't think of anybody right like now. That. Like if uh, the girl that played Juno if five years ago, uh, what's what's her name? Ellen Page. Ellen Page. I can see because she's cause she can carry that dark with a little bit of witty in there, and she's yeah. a great actress. But I think that kind of Maybe, Paige is um, gone past her now. Yeah, the, the girl from Lady Bird, Sourshop. Irish names are bullshit. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> are you trying to say like an? Have you seen Irish names? Oh no, I don't, I don't no! Know. They have more syllables than they have letters in the fucking name. It's ridiculous. Mm. I mean, they're pretty hard to say. Uh, yeah. Sourshi, Ro- whatever, Ronan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Said Rodin, like a rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, maybe I can I can see her pulling it off, but yeah. she's not cast anywhere in there. I seen a uh, a movie that uh, Jonathan was telling us about uh, when he was here for uh, his top ten. Uh, he had uh, his best movies of 2017, and his number ten was a movie called um, 47 Meters Down. Uh, when we had when we had our top ten, uh, me and Brian's look kind of similar. Maybe sixty percent of the same things were on mm-hmm. there, different order. Uh, Jonathan's look completely different from ours. Like we yeah. might have shared two or three movies. So I'm like, we really ex- respect Jonathan's opinion. He has movies that I haven't seen, and what she's saying are the best movies of the year. So let me go have a look. You know. Uh, so I started with uh, well, uh, watch Captain Underpants. That's on uh, Netflix. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Movie Kevin Hart's in it. It's all right. all right. You know, you can check that out. Shouldn't be in your top ten, but that's all right. You know, go check that out. It's, it's on Netflix. You can Cal- see it for free. Bored on a Saturday. <laughs> Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free. You can watch that. Um, but uh, 47 Meters Down, that's also on Netflix. It has Mandy Moore and a, another unknown actress as far as I know. I legitimately thought when you first sent me that text, I legitimately thought you meant the porn star Mandy Moore. I had to look who that who yeah. that was up when you said that. I went to high school with a Mandy Moore. Really? Yeah. Is she a porn star now? Is that what she's up to now? <laughs> what Brian's talking about is. Yeah. Mandy, if you're hearing this, um, <laughs> and you're not the porn star, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... Yeah, forty-seven meters down. It's um, it's it's worth to watch at home. Like it's, it definitely shouldn't make a top ten because it wasn't like one of the better movies of twenty seventeen. But it is enjoyable. Like it's super enjoyable. It's fun. It's intense. It's stressful as hell. It has blood and sharks and women underwater in peril. Is it is it like the shallows? A bit, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah a little bit. That's yeah. what I was saying. It seemed like a kind of like a clone. Yeah. Oh, they're remaking. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but have you ever seen uh, Deep Blue Sea? Yes, uh, LL Cool J. They're, they're having a Deep Blue Sea 2 come out no. straight to DVD. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. I'll take that. Yeah, it's, oh, no. It's, you know it's not going to make it to theaters. <laughs> but it, like, I watched the trailer for it, and it's the exact same movie. Yeah. Like, identical. Yeah. LL Cool J made a rap song. He did the whole soundtrack for that for that album. Oh, really? You remember that? Deep is blue. It's my hat. It's like a shark's fin. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have it no context so for any of this. It was so whack. I don't think I've seen that movie. <laughs> You've never do seen that movie. You've probably seen, you had seen the Samuel Jackson clip though, where he gets ate by a shark. <laughs> yeah, he gets his whole arm ripped off by a shark. You've not seen that? No. You've got to see that. God. <laughs> I have to look that shit up. Yeah. I've not seen it. That's pretty good. Um, I've been what I've been I've been catching up a little bit on Dragon Ball Super. Nice. I watched a couple of episodes of that. The all tournament, right. the like the free for all tournament of power thing, is like about to happen for that, me. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I, have, I have another friend who's he started the Dragon Ball the same time you did when they first came out in America, started watching them. Yeah. Then he stopped around episode fifty or so, and now he's jumped back in at the end of the tournament of power. It was like, well, I already know all the characters, and I'm going to see what happened. I'm like, fuck that. You didn't see any of the journey. So no, I'm glad that it's like you're not just skipping to where it's exciting right now. I'm like, all right, I'm watching. 
watched episode 125. No, no good. Okay. Cool. I watched like the Jiren fight where he got Ultra Instinct mm-hmm. already. Like I watched that episode. Yeah. But I haven't like, I'm going to go back and like, yes. I'm going to catch up to it. Nice. You want, if you want to announce recap, you can watch my AMV. I did. I did yeah. watch it. I did too. Yeah, that was, that was nice. a nice recap. Yeah, yeah. I fucking, I fucking love Dragon Ball. Yeah. It's just, I fucking love it. I don't care what anybody says. You can mm-hmm. call me like American weeb trash or like mainstream trash. Uh, I don't give a fuck. I think it would be closer to mainstream yeah, trash with uh, Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. And like, I've been playing the new fighter game that came out for it's, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Street, Are you Dragon having Ball Yeah. Oh, I'm going to definitely gonna be playing it after yeah, this. Yeah. That's <laughs> Uh, that fighting game is probably the best Dragon Ball Z Ooh. fighting game that I've ever played. How Apart does, from the Budokai Tenkaichi series. How does it compare to uh, the, the last Naruto game? Uh, oh, it's way better. fighting. It's oh, way really? better. Because nice. uh, the thing is, like, the, the, the Naruto games are, like, just button mashers, yeah. really. Like, you just have to know when to hit. Yep. Have button. you ever played, like, Blaze Blue or something like that? Uh-uh. It is, like, it's, a, like, a side-scroller, but it's they're using 3D models. Mm-hmm. So, like... Um, they call them anime fighters. That's like what the genre yeah. is. So it's just going to be like, it's it's so beautiful because it looks straight out of the show. It, nice. It's all like shot for shot scenes too. And it's it's amazing. Nice. I played the beta, but I haven't got into like playing the actual game yet, but it's mm. it's amazing. Oh, it, it looks sexy. The it, mechanics it are nice, but I think like they have a problem with like maybe like spammers. It's easy to spam, but then you can still uh, combo pretty well okay. with it. But it's like, it's kind of like if you played Street Fighter yep. on like that side scrolling yeah. Type deal, yeah. It's like that. Okay. The 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 only problem I have with the like, online fighting right now is that I feel like there's certain like team combinations. Like when you pick them, people just go like, nope, and then just back away out of matches. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see that. Which yeah. <laughs> really sucks. But like it's what, like, a, like with the androids. Uh, no, I I played uh, Super Saiyan Blue Goku, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta. Get the go- fuck out of here! Goku like, Black. what are you trying to do here? Uh, I mean, every character is like super balanced. Like you can oh, okay. you can play Super Saiyan God Goku yeah. and then beat me with Jamsha. Oh. Just a matter of like how you play the game. Okay. Um, but like that, people see that team and they're like, fuck this guy. Uh, that's what I would think immediately. <laughs> if it's my first time playing and I'm going up against the battle, like, what the fuck? <laughs> the best version of Goku, the best version of Vegeta, like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll no, pass. I'd be more worried about like people playing as like just nothing but like Yamcha because like you know your ass about to get washed because yeah. that's like, that's why like some of those people just play just to wash your ass with like a fucking the shittiest yep. characters. Yep, on purpose. Fucking Jamcha, Krillin, and. Yeah, it's like, no, they, that's what they do. And they put yeah. you up on Twitch and be like, yeah. <laughs> Just whooped his ass with Yamcha and Krillin. <laughs> Seriously, it's a new bass out of yeah. <laughs> oh no, like I know someone's a fucking noob, but they're playing as so, like the best character in the game. Yeah, yeah, like, he's the opposite. Yeah, but you're uh, trying to compensate for something. The yeah. game's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Goku Black is mm. my favorite character in that game. Nice. He's got the biggest dick in town, mm. and I don't care what anyone says. Goku it's the Black same. It's shit. the same size dick as the uh, other. Dick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clone. It's I'm the same like, person. I'm loving the animation when um when Frieza turns into Golden Frieza. Have y'all seen that shit? It's like when he puts his arms straight out and then they circle around do like a 360 and it just burst out of the shell into the gold and the music is playing in the background. I love that shit. Yep. <laughs> like I, I can't I can't find it in, in a GIF. Like I'm, I've been wanting to use that in a GIF for everything. Just like a three little second thing of the transformation freezes the shit. No, I I like, hate Frieza as a character. What? Yeah. The the, the lab the. <laughs> Just like it's just it's a weird thing. Like I don't know. He's he's, he's well. He's when I was little, Frieza scared me because mm. uh, when I started watching Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Z, I was like maybe like what seven or eight. Okay, and it's just like Frieza. Just it was like at the Frieza saga, mm. 
And he just scared me as a kid. He's awesome. And I've just carried that with me through adulthood. Every time he shows up, and he's like, ugh. He, he always kind of seemed like a pedophile. Yeah. Oh, he's got come the, on. I mean, he, he will have sex with your kids. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he will do that. He's after them dragon balls. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's not all that he is. No, <laughs> he's he is he's more than that. He's more than just a pedophile. Like, come on. <laughs> more, more than that. Like, come on. No, but I mean, it's like he, he reminds me of a character from Game of Thrones, Joffrey. If you remember that guy. Yeah, he's just a complete asshole. Terrible mm. person, and I just I love Frieza for that. <laughs> I yeah. think Cell is the arguably the greatest Dragon Ball villain. Uh, uh, he's a, he's a dope one because yeah, yeah the, the just sitting there waiting for for anybody to have Set any kind of competition. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna sit here because I'm I'm better than everybody else. So mm. I mean, y'all get y'all shit together and come come at me. So yeah, he was badass. I love it. Uh, but yeah, no, like the the game is just like super faithful to the, the original animation. Yeah, the dialogue is like uh, references back like Dragon Ball C moments. Yeah. Because everything happens after Super. But, um, but it's, it's great. How, how are you going? Like, I've been seeing the, the people, and we're going on way too much about Dragon Ball, but yeah, goddamn. No, that's fine. About the, um, uh, the blue hair, you're going Super Saiyan God. How are they able to do that in the Dragon Ball uh, Z Fighter game? But that was like a super. Uh, well, Dragon everything super. happens after Super. So, like, the, the story of the game happens after. After Super is over? Super. Like, the, there, it's like a tangential thing, but it beers, beers is in the, in the game. Oh, shit. Yeah. Jiren? No, not Urine Jet. We're, we're probably going to get it in like a Shit. DLC. Yeah, that's usually so, what they do. So it's only like Universe 7, really? Uh, Right now, yeah. Okay. But uh, it's because the game was being made like way before Universe 7 thing happened, like the universe thing. Yeah. Um, So we're probably going to get Jiren as DLC. We're probably going to get some Dragon Ball GT characters as, D- as DLC. Fuck GT characters. Um, Fuck those guys. Listen, say what you may, <laughs> Gogeta's cool as shit. I mean, right. no, there's a lot of cool characters in yeah. GT, but the, the GT as a brand was just complete shit. Yeah, it, was, it was bad. I mean, but come on. Gogeta's a shit. <laughs> no, you was, yeah. I ain't gonna front on that. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, apart, from, apart from like that, catching up with Super, I've been playing D&D and I've been watching Dan Harmon's Harmon Quest. Mm-hmm. If you're any sort of writer or any sort of storyteller, mm-hmm. you have to watch Harmon Quest. I mean, he's great. You can learn so much from the way like a person decides to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Watching that improvisation of comedians playing D and D, yeah, it's fucking phenomenal, and I love it. It's nice. it's, it's great. Uh, Shout out to Dan Harmon. Absolutely recommend it. Ha- yeah, Dan Harmon is probably my favorite writer, like he's, working right now. Oh wow, yeah, I mean he's dope. I love the community. I mean he did a great yeah. job in that. He's is he does he do anything with Rick and Morty? He's is the he co-creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan yeah. Harmon is awesome. Uh, so he he's kind of the shit. He's, yes. he's been rocking it. But other than that, I, I've been watching like just the movies we do for the podcast and like doing all that shit. I've been writing a lot more yes. lately. So. Yeah. How about you, Crocker? What have you been watching? Um, just The Office. The Office. I, I mean, like with time, with just I've been at work constantly, so I don't really get a I don't I don't really get time to like digest a lot of media or anything like that. I feel it. Um, but I do want to tell a story no, about no. like when. I was listening because I've been trying to get on this podcast for so fucking long. Oh, wow. I swear right. to God. Okay. And I remember this one time, like, I was sitting in my car because I used to take really long drives back home. Yeah. It'd be like a five-hour drive. And uh, I'd, be dri- I'd be sitting in my car listening to you guys. And it's like, it's because I know you so well, Brian, yeah. that, like, I'm just sitting there talking to you. <laughs> I'll talk it back to the radio. Yeah. yeah. And I remember one time, like, you guys couldn't remember a name of a movie. And I remember, like, I'm like, Oh my! I was like, I knew the name of the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, why can't they even remember this? And I'm like, this this is why I should be on the podcast because I know the name of this movie. I could have solved this like. I remember what? that fucking day because I was at the, we released the podcast, and mm. I was at work on the following Wednesday, and I'm like just moving camera gear and shit at school, and I got a call. The like, crocket never calls me. What the fuck is this? 
And then I answer the phone and Kirkwood just goes, it's Pacific Rim, you fucking idiot. Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It was Charlie Day. And then I call him Matt. He's just like, what the fuck was that? He was just like, I was just lonely. <laughs> yeah, sitting in a car for five hours is not a... Yeah, if it, not a fun time. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate right. you for listening. Definitely yeah. so. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's Where's been that? wanting to get into Fight Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is right. my favorite movie. Yeah. yeah. Fight Club. It, it's it's strange that it's not a Kaju movie. Fight Club? Oh, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not a, yeah, it's. Yeah. I was just like, of course, Fight Club's not a kaiju movie. What are you fucking talking about? Well, I mean, like, you know, the the man is a beast itself. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a um, there was a movie that uh, that Lauren referenced when she was here right before she right before we got off. It was not a movie, a television show, The End of the Fucking World. Oh yeah, have you guys heard about that? Oh, is that with the serial killer? Yep. Uh, he's not a serial killer per se. I mean, he's um. There, there's a girl that he really likes, and he intends on killing the girl. But um, the the more that he's around her, then the more that he's just like not sure if he should kill her or not. Then they end up in this circumstance where she's about to get raped or taken advantage of. It's kind of murky, and then he ends up having to act on those thoughts all the time of killing and blood and all that stuff. It actually comes to fruition. So from that point, they're on the run. So I mean, he doesn't kill anybody but that one person, but he definitely kills that person. <laughs> Yeah. But it's, he's it's, not a serial killer. He's yeah. just a killer. Yeah, yeah, he's, right. he, yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever watched uh, Bates Motel? Nah, no. Nah. Uh, I, I started watching it. Uh, the kid makes me kind of uncomfortable. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's supposed to do. I mean, I guess, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten into it. Uh, but I heard it's a pretty good, pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. I was like pretty big fan of that when it was. Is it, is it still going? No, it it ended. Okay, it ended like uh, two years ago, I believe. Something I, like, I like when something. shows know how to end. Yeah, like I, I didn't want it to drag on too long or anything like that, and I'm glad. I think it had like five seasons, and it, it cut off, and I'm like, that's good. That's usually the right amount. And like, it, it, it isn't different than I thought it would, so um, I'm happy about that. They didn't link it to the movie at all? No. Okay, interesting. Yeah, what was that? So Base Motel, you say, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out. Like, I didn't see any of those episodes, but yeah, I heard good things about it while it was on television. Um, like I said, the end of the fucking world. Check that out. Uh, the Shy. I just started watching a show called The Shy on uh, Showtime. Uh, Lena Wraith. She's a writer for uh, Master of None with a season. Sorry, she recently won a award. She's the first um, first black woman to win a uh, an award in comedy writing. So I, I was like, whoa! But yeah, now she has her own show called The Shy. And that show is amazing. I mean, the closest thing I could think of to compare it to is The Wire. It's not The Wire, so don't go watch the show and then be like, uh, Chris, you said the show was The Wire. It's not the fucking Wire, but it is it's very, very good. <laughs> it's uh, The Shy. And last but not least, uh, Cat Williams. We talked about this a little bit um, a couple of weeks ago. Well, last week when you guys heard uh, Cat Williams' uh, Great America, okay. uh, was trying to see if he could really make a comeback. Um, the first 25 minutes, he talks about nothing but Jacksonville. And can't really relate to that as I'm not from Jacksonville. Yeah. But the uh, the last 35 minutes are funny enough. So I mean, my dad watched that special. Yeah, which is weird because he's not a stand up. Like when he watches stand up, it's like Gabriel Iglesias or someone like that. And okay, he can watch Cat Williams, which takes so really? long the, huh. the fucking loop. And he liked the special, which was weird. Just okay, like, what the fuck. So wait, people liked it. So he's back like in the media and stuff now. Back yeah, yeah. In the spotlight. He's all the way back out there. I just I still remember that video of his getting his ass kicked by that kid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's like the Handed. last thing I ever saw of him. Yep. It's hard to come back from that. Admittedly, yep. should we talk about that at all? Not at all. God, just dude. want to sweep that right under the rug. Yeah, I, I, you should talk about that. Yes. if you're if you're a funny guy. I mean, yeah, I mean that's it's a very it's humorous moment. It was it was very by the numbers. It seemed like he was like a, a comic who they said 
this is a, this is the script and go out there and stick to the script. Like it was very by the numbers, man. Damn. Yeah. That's a bummer. It was not risky at all. Yes, it was. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go, cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's it uh, for the catch up. We're gonna cut and then we're gonna come and talk right. Uh, we're gonna talk about Godzilla, Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Man, I fucked that up. <laughs> Godzilla Resurrection. And welcome back. Oh yeah, Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Oh, you or can't Vegeta, wait. depending on how. Q, you Q roar. Uh, let's see, uh, Shin Godzilla, the movie actually is not rated. It's a two-hour movie. It's an action-adventure drama. came out uh, July of 2016. Uh, Shin Godzilla is a reboot marking the first time that the Japanese military or the world at large have ever encountered Godzilla. In this version, the American government is responsible for dumping nuclear waste that an, extent, an extinct lizard then feeds off of. Uh, the interpretation can be uh, shown in different ways as New Godzilla, True Godzilla, or God Godzilla. Um, the star's director and writer. I'm way too American to be able oh, to pronounce any of those names. So yeah, if you can help me out uh, a little everything here. on the way there, just uh, a little bit. It's right here in the uh, the highlighted purple uh, stuff. The, the director is Hideaki Anno, uh, Shinji Higuchi. Uh, the writers are Hideaki Anno, Sean Whitley for the English version, and the stars are Hiroki Hasegawa. Yutaka Takenushi and Satomi Ishihara. Thank you. The yes, uh, yes. the director, I think he worked on the um, the Evangelion series. Yeah, however you want to pronounce that. Evangelion. <laughs> Evangelion. Evangelion. Yeah. Okay, that uh, was dope. Did they do a live action or did he work on the anime? No, he did like the anime. He did. I think he he did the show and the movies, or I think he just did the the show. The show, but yeah. Either way, that series is amazing. So. It's fucking anyway. Did yeah, we finish the rundown? Yeah. Okay. Uh, interest. This is a. I picked this movie because you wanted to be in the podcast, and I know you're a huge kaiju fan. Yeah. And we had a Godzilla movie in America, 2014. Was that the Brian Cranston Godzilla? Uh, yeah. Two thousand. The yeah. Godzilla 2014. 2014. That was not a good movie. Right? You didn't like that movie. That was, was that a good? Uh, I've, I just heard that it was. I haven't seen it. I've just heard that it. That it what the fuck? Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, let me tell you about this movie. It was yeah. not a good movie. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like, like that was poorly. I've read used. bad things. Yeah, like that was a poorly received Godzilla movie, right? Uh, I don't remember the ratings. I think any kaiju fan uh, enjoyed it. Um, I know Japan loved it. They oh, absolutely really? love that movie. Yeah, so got decent ratings: uh, six and a half out of ten, and seventy-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so for so some the, reason, I thought it had flopped. Um, I knew, like, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. but like, we're I think people are really upset about uh, Brian Cranston dying so early in the movie. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that's pro- that's I, it, it upset a couple people because they got misled with the trailers mm-hmm. and they thought he was going to be through the whole thing and he wasn't, and then. I think people are upset about that. Okay. But other than that, I mean, like, it was a good movie. It was a, I mean, Godzilla, great. They paid good homage to it. I mean, it was no 98 where they have him eating fucking fish and <laughs> looking like a giant goddamn lizard. <laughs> I forgot that it, happened. Before we uh. get too far into Godzilla, can you explain to me and I guess any other listeners that have no idea what kaiju uh, means? What, what's oh, kaiju? kaiju just means like big monster. A oh, big monster movie. Yeah. Right. So, so, like, Kong. Pacific Rim, Kong. Uh, the Gamora movies and the Gothra movies from like 1970s or whatever. You, Gam- you mean Gamera? Gam- Gamera, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I what? it was Gamora. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> um, uh, or just the big monsters. Big yeah. monster movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but this version of like Godzilla, I love that. First of all, I love that it's in Japanese. Like mm-hmm. I, I accidentally 
paid twice for this movie. Sheesh. Because uh, so good, he had about twice for rent it. Well, because I, I wanted the Japanese version, and then Xbox Live has the English version and the mm. Japanese version. Okay. The English, the English dub is so garbage. I wouldn't even try. Oh, you no. lose. I Wait, they, they actually have a dub for it. Yeah, they do. Oh, no. oh my god, That's I didn't so think they bad. did that. Uh, at least Xbox, the Xbox Store does. Yeah. And like maybe like Microsoft did it themselves, but it's so bad. You lose all of the sound design that, that the sucks. original Japanese movie has. Yeah. They just literally overlay the English audio on top of it. Yeah. And you can tell that it's like an entirely new like audio layer and yeah. it's garbage. And it's I always, it. yeah, it's always bad. Uh, but fucking, uh, the Japanese version, after I bought that one and watched that, I was so fucking good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, I really, I, I, I found myself skeptical because I'm not a big fan of like the kaiju movies. The, the good thing about this movie is like, it's a good kaiju movie and it's also just a good movie in general. Right. I think that like if if you have never seen like a Godzilla movie or you don't know what Godzilla is and you don't know like anything about the the, mm-hmm. the kaiju phenomenon, I think this is a great starting point for Fuck yeah. everyone. Oh yeah. Um, have you ever seen the fifty four version? No. Okay, so the fifty four version is like an amazing film. Like it is just overall, it's like because like once they started getting into like the seventies and like eighties version, it was just like have Godzilla fight all these monsters and then like, you know, it's just like, it's just a genre at this point. Uh, when 54 came out, it was just a amazing movie in general because it's what the representation Mm -hmm. of what it meant. So it's, it's just, it wasn't like there was nothing before it like that really. Right. It was just a good movie in general, but, Mm. and then I think Shin Godzilla does the same thing where it's, it kind of just like, um, for like, it plays Amish to the first one because mm-hmm. the first one, you know, like Godzilla represents like atomic bomb. Right. And this movie, um, it's not Godzilla really representing something. It's really like there's a huge disaster and then there's so much hypocrisy and like people. And bureaucracy. And yeah. Everything. People don't like know. They're like they're taking forever, like kind of like in mm-hmm. our like our system, like Congress, like they take forever to pass something and it's right. just costing lives and money and like this, this entire city and they. They should evacuate and then they don't, and then it's it just comes up more more damage. Yeah, that's what because like the, I was thinking about that. The first Godzilla movie, even though I haven't seen it, I've read so much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Godzilla movie was definitely an allegory for like atomic like atomic bombs and the destruction that they carry, and like that was what Godzilla was. But I feel like in this movie, uh, the allegory was just like people just suck at dealing with bad things, like diplomacy mm. and bureaucracy and all of that shit. People are just not ready to make the hard decisions that mm. comes with that. And that's like kind of like they were. I feel like the commentary of this Godzilla movie was kind of like, uh, yeah, bureaucracy is bullshit, and you're only hurting yourself when you can't make the decisions that you need to make because of rank or because people like have a like egos and and all of this shit in the in the in, in like in the meeting rooms. It's, it, I mean, I like, I mean, and you, you see that a lot. It reminded me of being in like those rooms in the military and everyone has their one specific job and what they're, they care about and what their ass is on the line for. Right. So you have one person that's like, okay, well, just only give them the, the information that's verified. And another person's like, that's, that's his job. Another person's like, well, we need to call a press conference to kind of like chill out the civilians and make sure everybody doesn't, you know, cause a panic. You know, right. that's what he cares about. And another guy, you know, it's like, so everybody has their own different agendas and dealing with that is just nothing is, you know, getting done. Nothing is done. But um, yeah, but that's, that's huge bureaucracy. 
Democracy is a big part of the movie. But what I was made this movie stand out for me above like any other type of kaiju movie, not knowing that I even seen a kaiju movie because didn't know what the <laughs> word meant. But besides uh, any other kaiju movie I've seen, was the comedy in this thing. Mm. Like it was like it wasn't even trying to be a comedy, but it was hilarious yeah. from the beginning of it. <laughs> you know, it's like just having having the um, all of these uh, these guys in suits. They're talking for a minute, and like maybe thirty seconds of talking. All right, let's go into the the primary room. <laughs> to do the exact same thing we're already doing in this room. Let's go into the other room. We're like, all right, well, we need to talk about this in the uh, the PM's room. All right, let's go to the primaries. <laughs> so I'm back. like, what the fuck? <laughs> back and forth and back and forth for no reason. You can say those exact same words in the hall when you're walking here. Yep. In this room when you're sitting down, it's just for no fucking reason. <laughs> it's just... Com- in front of that bureaucracy, It man. is hilarious. I think, yeah. And I think it's a, like a really good commentary on like, you why, you, why are we wasting so much yes. time on this? yes. And uh, then it's it's also funny when he's in that room and he says something and he's like, and they all kind of just pause, look around. They're like, who are you addressing? Oh, yes. like, they're like, <laughs> what are you talking to? It, that it doesn't matter. That was great camera work too because like they, they, they lean in and they zoom into the face like, oh, who, who, who exactly are you addressing? <laughs> yes, that's a great point. I, I, I like the thing I like most about the movie is that it didn't seem to have it's a weird movie because it didn't seem to have like a main character okay per se besides Godzilla yeah. Bes- well yeah besides uh, like like a human character yeah, yeah. they didn't seem to have one I think they focused a little more on that like gorgeous Asian lady that came from America a little already yeah and yeah. then Jagushi mm-hmm. uh, but at the beginning of the movie there's a scene where Yagushi is just like, ah, oh, maybe it's a big giant sea creature that yeah. we don't know about. Almost, yeah. And everybody's just like, nah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, Turn on yeah. the television, literally a giant sea creature. Yes, yeah. And and at that point, it's like, I mean, you kind of do, it's like, okay, let's let's work with what we have here. Like, what are the things that we can, like, process of elimination? Like, all right, I mean, it's on the seafloor. Could it be a giant monster that's ble- breathing 100 degree flames down there? But like, no, that it can't be that. That's yeah. unprecedented. Why would it be that? It seems more logical that it would be a volcano. Right. But like, well, it's, it's pretty shallow water and we have no evidence of there being a volcano <laughs> but you know so it was like it, thermal vent maybe th- thermal vent he's like but we just didn't see maybe an oversight <laughs> I was like what the fuck but yeah, the the, the comedy the comedy in there, and then like uh, later on, he goes to the um, he has a, a press conference. He was like, just to make every, make sure everyone knows that it cannot come on land. It's impossible for this thing to come on land. If it was a walk on land, then it would be destroyed under its own weight. Just so you know that. Uh, what what what? It has. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Like in the press conference, he was like, "You shouldn't have gone off script." Like. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> stick to the script. You just proved me a liar. Don't go script. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. Oh, yeah. uh, that the my favorite sort of thing that I that annoyed me throughout the entire movie. Okay. I did it with a purpose. It was uh, the prime minister before his helicopter blew up. The mm. original guy. Yeah. Uh, the only thing he said throughout the entire movie mm. was "nani" and "wakatera," mm. which wow. means what. And oh. understood. Okay. That's the only thing that man said mm. throughout the entirety of like the first 40 minutes yeah. of this fucking movie, sprinkled with some like questions yeah. here and then. Yeah. He did fuck all the entire movie. Yeah. And I know that it was on purpose, and I was laughing really hard every time someone, someone addressed him. Because yeah. he was just like really being a lackey. Yeah. For whoever's agenda was on top. What, what, what did you feel? What did you think about like the or the overarching story with the uh, what's the guy's name? He's the scientist that supposedly knew about Godzilla year like four years beforehand. Oh, Goro Maki, I think that was his name. Yeah, no. this guy. And at the the opening of the movie, we see his boat, you know, out there, and we only see his shoes. We don't know what happened to the guy right before we get the first um, appearance of Godzilla. And they they're saying his words um, when they read them was like. I, I did as I please, and you should do the same. Right. You know that's kind of an overarching thing. 
beginning and then it's brought back up at the end with the, the couple that we follow through the movie and um and, and another thing was like the uh, the accountability comes with the job a politician must decide to own it or not to and it's kind of that thing where we're going to the bureaucracy bureaucracy of are you going to make your own decision? Like, are you going to do your own thing? Mm-hmm. Are you going to decide what you're going to do? Or are you going to sit here and wait for this person and this person and this person? Like, be an individual, be responsible for yourself and own it. Right. You know, I, I really, I enjoyed that. Uh, I, I really liked uh, I, 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 the Goro Maki thing. It mm-hmm. was like, they brought it only when they really needed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's only like three scenes that I remember they specifically mentioned yes. that plot line. Yeah. But I think that the way that they structure that in the writing was mm. really successful yes um because they they tell you the boat you don't know fuck all about mm. it and then it turns out he's the one that's got like the genetic information and, yep. gets all, uh, and then at the end he's the one that and gives them that thing yeah. yeah so like that was a very like like boom 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 yep. there you go that's all you need from that guy yeah he might he he might come back later. He might not. Maybe we, maybe we don't need him. He he might be Godzilla himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, like, you know. that's like a theory that like he like jumped in or yeah. did something like that. Because yeah. like why he was out there and what he was doing is because like his wife had gotten sick from yeah. the uh, nuclear waste and then I think I think on the note he said do as you like, which yes. is still like yes, no, yes. I have no idea what that really means. But he had the genetic code and all that shit, so... Oh, people thinking that he, he might have... Uh, I think he may have jumped in. Because at the very end, you see that, like... Essentially, like, this is, like, the fucking strongest Godzilla ever because yeah. this thing is unstoppable because it's just, like, the evolution's getting so sped up with it yep. that it can, like... At one point, he said, like, it could grow wings and, like, fly mm. away and shit. Right. And at the very end, you can see, like, there's, like, humanoid... Uh, Godzilla is coming out of the tail and shit. I'm yeah, like, holy shit! Like, that's that's a little that's one part that kind of fucked me a little bit because you advertised that oh this thing could possibly sprout wings and and fly over to the um to the west coast and I was like all right so we're only at the halfway mark of the movie you know at, at this point so I'm like I got a whole another hour <laughs> to watch him evolve to the third fourth fifth and sixth form and he doesn't really evolve again after the fourth form you know so the, the whole other hour there aren't any more evolutions and I was expecting it because of the wings thing yeah. but. That doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the movie, though. Yeah, I, I think that they, they advertise that, uh, but they also advertise that he can make like tiny Godzillas and re- reproduce asexually. We, we got to see some of that, though. Uh, did we? Yeah, when uh, when the they had soldiers on the on the ground and they were like, we're about five minutes out, and then as soon as they get too close, they see like the um, like this thing dripping down and falling to the ground, and it was oh. like, and that's where they see that he can reproduce asexually. Like he's just dropping that shit everywhere. Oh fuck! Oh, you yeah. must have watched. Did you, I guess you guys watched the uncut version. Yeah, because that. this is uh because I watch it four or five times and I've also watched it in theaters and like all those parts were was never in the theaters so oh. like I didn't we didn't see that part until like until like the you know the DVD came out so, yeah. so when I saw that scene I'm like what the fuck yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what I really liked about the movie is the way that they handled Godzilla because mm. he's kind of the titular thing but they didn't spend an uncomfortable amount of time with Godzilla mm. the movie wasn't about him yeah the movie was more about how humans are handling the interact with that yeah. Uh, which I feel like if this was an American-made film, it would have been a lot more Godzilla and a lot more action-y scenes oh, with Godzilla, yeah, yeah. which we didn't really need in this movie mm-hmm. because that wasn't the focus. It was just like like to show you how slow and inefficient like bureaucracy can be. Yeah, it was. I, I feel like this movie is playing a lot of homage to the 54. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think that's why it's such a good movie. Yeah. Because it's just a good movie in general. They're not trying to do some big action scene and shit. Mm. Which, I mean, they did do great action scenes. Yeah. But, like, it's also, it's more or less about, like, how humans in general handle, like, a disaster like this. Like, kind of like, 
and maybe this is even coming off like a when the nuclear mm-hmm. uh, reactor had a meltdown over yes, there and yep. shit like that, like mm-hmm. just like something like that. Very recent, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think that. Uh, well, that I just want to talk about my favorite, like the most gorgeous scene that the movie had, which is like that atomic breast scene when they're like initially. Oh yeah, when they drop the MOP. Yeah, uh, that was gorgeous. If you guys have not seen it with sixty frames yet, I mm-hmm. would highly recommend it. Someone on Twitter. Uh, Bumped up this uh, frames to sixty. I mean, it is like makes your eyeballs melt up. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's it so fucking good. Yeah, uh, like just the the musical accompaniment that mm-hmm. they they put in that scene. The, like, oh, the, the soundtrack is amazing. They oh, yeah. they yes. incorporated sounds from the fifty four yep. and all the Godzillas, and I'm like, oh, this is so fucking like it is a kaiju's like just big wet dream. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, it, it, it was it was amazing for me just seeing the the evolution of the thing because as far as I knew, like I'd only ever ever seen is Godzilla the, his final form, you know, walking around destroying buildings and like stuff like that. So I'm like seeing him come out of the water, like I didn't know like huge tail, huge tail, like just in the water, and then he walks, he comes out, and then he's just like kind of to the ground, like and he looks very like childlike almost. Yep. I mean, like an innocent like small that thing creature. Is so cute. There it was, is. Yeah. <laughs> when when the movie's coming out, there's so much fan art of like the um, baby Godzilla. The, let's see what is it the nerd girl um, uh, oh the 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 asian girl is yeah like really dry in the computer they like people kept drawing asian girl it's... people kept drawing fan of our fan art of her like holding it like oh, feeding it yeah. it was so cute it was i mean i could see it i mean it had huge eyes you know it's come out they're just waddling around the streets and it's just like it's not going out there like trying to terrorize people it doesn't have a vengeance or a vendetta it's just straight out of the water i'm on to land and i'm walking around like just trying to figure out what's going on and it just eventually like he just keeps getting fucked with over and over i mean it's like at one point what is he like at, at evolution evolution 2 where he's uh standing up a bit and they start shooting uh, like machine gun shit out of um out of helicopters yeah. just doing nothing nope. no damage so like oh let's 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 fire some missiles like well we're in a pretty confined space we got builders and everything uh just do it anyway <laughs> shooting missiles directly at this guy's face nothing no impact i mean it's just it's, it's, no it's pretty awesome uh, uh what i really liked about the because when the like the first half of the movie when he's like like baby godzilla mm-hmm. i was laughing at the the sign of godzilla it's just like he looks <laughs> fucking ridiculous what is this that was so cool because yeah. he's got this like doofy unblinking eyes yeah. and he's just kind of like waddling he's a little baby i think <laughs> i'm gonna go home after this and then like uh, i'm gonna just take all the scenes with him yeah. like that and then i'm just gonna put mr blue sky like over it I think, yeah, that's. And so, like, like the first half of the movie, I didn't take him like as seriously as I should have, because it was just kind of like doofy looking. Yeah. And then, but then when he grew on, so I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. Yes. Okay, he looks menacing as fuck. That's what that's what made it so badass. Cause, like knowing that little doughy, mm. big eyed, you know, little thing <laughs> is, <laughs> is gonna turn into what you know as Godzilla. It was like, whoa. They did have like that anime shot of when Godzilla like walked out of the water with like his hand is like under his face and his claws are like like pointing. Oh at yeah. Oh, oh, that's fourth evolution. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's standing by. He's standing by the uh, the buildings, and then it show the claws are coming out of his hands and out of his feet, and he's f- officially like Godzilla. Fucking anime ass shot. And- I like how yeah. he's like like he's spewing blood out of yes. the and shit. I love that shot for some reason. No, I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. The, I, I I do want to comment on like the cinematography for this movie mm-hmm. is absolutely gorgeous. Yes, it is. Uh, even like when Godzilla's out there, like the, sh- the shot that shows Godzilla, that mm-hmm. looks good. Yeah. But it's all of the shots in the meeting room. That's what I was going for. Yeah, look amazing. Yep. Uh, first of all, their relationship between people talking mm-hmm. is amazingly shown. Yeah. Uh, because even if someone's in the background, you see them in the shot if someone's talking mm-hmm. to them. 
uh, or when you they do a POV, like yeah. they did a POV of the prime minister. Yes. The people were talking to the prime minister, and it was all from the prime minister's POV. Yeah. And then their reaction shot was from the last guy that asked the question because it was the most poignant question. So, yeah. and, and it's just like all those POV shots kind of blend together, like yeah. just. Mm, looks like deliciously and, and the editing bay. I like how they did that with the um when when they had the computer, they were using the computer as like yeah. the point of reference and you bring it over them bringing cramming everyone into the frame. You yep. know, they did that three or four times. I like that a lot. Uh, another shot that I really like is when they are looking at like a document. Like mm. they're, they did it in two scenes that I remember. Yeah. They're looking at the articles to see what law they can mobilize the army under. Mm, yep. And so like the shot is from above under them in the table. Yeah. And they overlay on the screen the text that's supposed to be in the document. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they did that again with with the computer when they're yeah. analyzing all the, the data for Godzilla, yeah. uh, you, they overlay the information that's in the computer and yeah. the camera's looking at them. Yeah. And I was just like, that is such a clever fucking way to deliver to someone that they're fucking reading a document. Yep. I've never seen that done quite that way before. I don't know if I have either. Uh, I've seen floating text and mm-hmm. I've seen representations of text. Yeah. But this guy just like, no, point a camera, fucking overlay it. They're reading it. Fuck you. It's just like so simple. I loved it. I like the, um, I guess you would call it just, the, I guess the, the, the juxtaposition between how one thing runs so smoothly and the exact same people handle things completely different the other way. All right. So when they're, they're doing these meetings, it's something that's so status quo, something they're so accustomed to. It's like, oh, time to get a meeting. And they're so quickly able to organize and move like a hundred people into another building. And then they show in all these printers. All right, let's get 10 printers all lined up on this wall, <laughs> side by side, completely identical and Inline symmetrical, you perfect. Know, you know, the first thought I had about that was yeah. like, where are they plugging all this shit into? Yeah, exactly, like, yeah, all like, in one wall. Yeah, like <laughs> there's one small outlet. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You know, so like they're able to organize and do all of these things to get everything perfect, you know, at the blink of an eye for some things. But then when it comes to this other thing that's happening to Godzilla, everyone is stagnant. No one can do anything, but you're nope. so perfectly organized with your timing and, you know, just being together on some things. But this thing is just like, no, we can't do anything. Yeah, paralyzed. If, it's, if it's unprecedented, the yep. government just yep. paralyzed. You know, yep. you know what shot I really like, which is, it's really odd is like all the shots when they're like showing him going back and forth through the water and they're showing the smoke around mm-hmm. it i think it's such a like a realistic like take on like how they'd probably film that and like from an actual helicopter yeah. and it's a, like it's a it's subtle but mm-hmm. it, it has a huge impact for some just like just the weight of the scene and how big it is and just the scale yeah. it just looks amazing for some reason it did. and that really captured me a lot yeah I really like the shots, uh, just going on that vibe, the shots where they're under Godzilla or flying, uh, like, around Godzilla mm. when they, like, again, just to show you the scale of how big he fucking is. Did you know, like, uh, they use a suit for this? Yeah, I was thinking about that. They like, use... A lot of it is CG, but he felt puppety at times. Yeah, yeah there, was, um, there, was a, there was a suit, and then there was CG a lot. And you can, I mean, you can definitely tell when there's CG when yeah. there's right. some certain movements. There's, like, a couple bad... CGI movements like I think they animated him like I think uh, in the atomic breath scene like where he like he swoops around really quickly mm-hmm. I kind of like that's kind of unrealistic but I mean other than that there's a couple hiccups but I mean other than that the CGI looked yeah. pretty good my biggest problem with the CG was everything that wasn't Godzilla that was CG you know what I'm saying like the vehicles the helicopters and stuff yeah, like that they were really pretty obvious mm-hmm. so. mm-hmm. you can really tell that they were CG but it wasn't distracting from the movie, it was just no. like, oh yeah, that's CG. No, but yeah. they didn't look bad by any means whatsoever. No. Mm. Uh, my like the the shots where I think there's a shot when they're driving down the street after Godzilla's been atomic breathing everywhere, like they just like show up next to the feet. It's just like just 
massive fucking paw. Stand. <laughs> like at that point in the movie, I was just like, if that was me, I'd just stand under the foot. There's nothing I can do. I'm just yeah. going to fucking yeah. die. There's like, just throw the whole island away. Start a new one. <laughs> throw throw no. a whole <laughs> pan away. No, from, from what they were saying, as far as like getting rid of Godzilla, so mm-hmm. what did they do? Kind of like uh, they froze him with, um, with cryogenics or something. They, they, they use like some coagulant, some chemical yeah. bullshit. They, yeah. they use something to, to freeze him. And in the time frame they were talking about, it was like, yeah, and by, by a year or two or two or three years that he'll be gone completely. So like, what are they just doing? Like, are they going to take like the full Godzilla and put him away like King Kong inside? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause they, they're like, they can't just destroy him. Like he's right. going to be around for a few years. So like, what are they doing with this? Yeah. Uh, th- there was a weird line, which is like kind of for me came out of nowhere at the mm. end of the movie where the guy says like yeah me, we and Godzilla have to coexist now yes that's what, that's like, where I'm going yeah right and I was just like I, I get it but it wasn't it wasn't literally like 20 minutes ago when he was like fucking everything up how yeah. did you come to this conclusion of like you guys are gonna have to coexist yeah like I feel like the mentality would not just be like alright he's frozen let's yep. get rid of him <laughs> yeah. um, so that was the only thing in the writing yeah. that made me go like Ding. I mean, I mean, but he, but he was the uh, that same guy was the guy who was delivering the speech earlier when they were talking about um what, what should we do um extermination yep extermination extermination yeah. and he was kind of like I don't know like I mean should we just exterminate it right you know? yeah I, I get where he was coming from as a character but yeah. it was just like a weird thing going after from all the like, destruction from like you probably yeah. well I mean like you can't you can't exterminate like a natural a natural disaster and I think that's what he kind of represent is like this happened and it's like you're gonna have to live with like. The fallout from this destruction, and oh, I mean, and you get, here. yeah, you maybe got to live with like because you can't stop a hurricane. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Also, that's one of my favorite lines in Pacific Rim is like yeah. in the Jager, you like like when a hurricane comes, you have to get out of the way. Yeah. In a Jager, you can stop the hurricane. <laughs> that's still one of my favorite lines from a fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if anybody's never seen what, this uh, Shin Godzilla movie, uh, just for someone that just gets excited by loud things and bright things at the same time, it's one of my favorite movie experiences uh, seeing, like, when they drop those MOPs, like when you were saying earlier. I mean, I came in here today for the podcast just watching this thing over and over, like, for two minutes after they drop this bomb and then the blood gushes out everywhere and he's in, like, legit pain and is crying out for a minute and then he just absorbs all of that pain, all of that damage all of that power you know that has been dropped on him and it's like he's like the ultimate uh survivor i mean he's equivalent to um somebody like um like alien yeah. you know it just it can survive adapt. and adapt through anything no matter what but this guy can actually harness the power that you put at him you know so i mean if you drop a bomb at him and that's that's what we've seen you drop two mops at him the nigga evolved and became become much more powerful and start shooting fucking fire breath and, and what was like an atomic atomic, atomic breath, breath yeah, yeah after, after that it was like essentially lasers yeah. just radioactive lasers yeah it was just you. like the pressure yeah, yeah. From- I, I, I loved like that was that was probably at the half point of the film yeah that was halfway uh, one hour and two minutes that's my favorite moment of like you know when the, the, the movie reaches a point where like they've tried everything they can yeah. and now they're like shit out of luck yep uh, like the first climax of the movie mm-hmm. that was my favorite First climax of a disaster movie. Yes, I think, me too. It was done so expertly. Yep. Uh, I was in a theater, like, and like this was a huge theater packed full of kaiju fans. Well, let me tell you, when that scene came on, <laughs> I swear to God, we're all clapping at the same time. <laughs> we were like, there were people cheering. That was yeah. like, just like, like we all had a, a climatic nut. Yeah. <laughs> 
visually we nutted through our eyes. God, I mean, yeah, and and it gives you that that uh, that anime type feel because you have the uh, the slow dramatic like soprano singing in the background, and yep. you know, and then the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. It is, and the destruction that you're seeing, and him awakening, and his mouth just splits open for this destruction. Like it's it's great, man. It, it, awesome. It is a beautiful, beautiful scene. Yes, but, but uh, the, my. The thing that I think is does really well is that even though that scene is sort of the climactic visual moment, mm. it never the movie never steps down from that and like droops down. Like every moment after that is still as interesting as that moment, just not mm. as gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? So okay. like some movies get to that climax and then they're like, all right, well, there's no way they're gonna top that. So mm. the movie just drops in quality. Okay. But this movie, I feel like, got to that point. And then just consistently stayed with that tension with you. I got you. And and sort of delivered on the fact that this is now holy shit. Yeah. Like it was bad before that. Mm. But then after that happened, everybody in the room is just going like, holy shit, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was structured a bit differently than I was expecting. Like you said, you got to the one hour and two minute mark and then you got that climax. So you're like, all right, there'll be one more big one at you know at 30 minutes before the movie ends, but you don't really get that. You kind of it takes you up to a high intensity level and it just stays there yep. for the remainder of the movie. So it's just your expectations may be to he's gonna sprout wings or there's gonna be another, you know, adversary that he's gonna have to fight or something else is gonna happen. But no we, it's not about Godzilla so much. Like I said, it's about the people that are yeah. dealing with this tragedy. And and, and I feel like that's a and, and the difference between like sort of American storytelling and Japanese storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like American storytelling would have added another climactic scene like that. If that was an American movie, Godzilla would have had wings. <laughs> <laughs> he would have flown to L.A. and fucked up everything. Yeah, in an American movie. Uh, so like, but the the the, the Japanese storytelling of it just allows yeah. people to sit in that devastation mm-hmm. for 15 days, like in, yes. in story time. Yeah, and they allow us to see like scientists going out and getting samples and yeah. approaching Godzilla and learning about Godzilla. Yeah, and like the way that we get information about Godzilla. I think was really clever because we never know anything mm. that the characters don't know. Yep, uh, we're always with the I forgot her name, like the the Asian lady that's like really dry, the like the biologist. She found out about in. the nuclear fission, and that's that's how right. it's about. Yeah, yeah, uh, mm. Oni Gamera or something like mm. that, and whatever her name. Uh, I'm terrible with Japanese names. So <laughs> like, um, but uh, her character mm. and like every biologist in that sort of like special task force group. Yeah. Uh, where the perfect avatar should deliver information yeah. because they were not ladled with bureaucracy. Like mm. they made a point when that group was formed to say like, there's no bureaucracy here. Yep. Talk freely. We're the nerds. Uh, we're, we're the people the nerds, people don't like. The yeah. rejects, yep. the outcasts. Which love, by the way is my favorite. Yeah, I love that scene. So, like, it's yep. just a big group of people like, yo, just do your thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. it on the page. Nobody's in charge here. Do, do the shit. You know, do, do your thing. Do it. Figure yeah. it out. Yep. Uh, and so, like, they made a specific point to point that out yeah. so that you knew that these people weren't laid by the same problems the other people were. Yeah. So that you can separate them from this other group. Yep. And, like, these are the people that are going to give you actual information. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that are going to see deal with the aftermath of ignoring that information. Yeah. And I think it's a really clear distinction because you get information and then that information pays out with the other group. Yeah. And then and it's just, it, it's a, it sort of creates, like, a loop of, like, just sexiness. Yeah, it does. It's, just, it's good. There, there, there was one part where um, where a guy, he's sitting by his computer, and he looks at it for a minute, and he says, like, oh, God! Oh, yeah. God! And everybody's just, like, kind of looking at him, like, whatever. <laughs> you know, this guy, and he's flipping all the way the fuck out. I just like the, the reaction to him. Like, everybody just kind of looking at him, like, what the fuck? I mean, it's like, this is probably, like, shit they see every day. Yeah. They are the weird people. So exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, really those nice. group of characters mm-hmm. are, are probably, like, my favorite 
collective yeah. of characters in that movie just because they're, they're yeah. so well done. I it's like, just, I like, oh, I'm sorry, um, but I'm just real quick. I like the guy with the pink scarf. I guess yeah, he was, right, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? He was kind of the opposite of the, uh, the, the female. Yeah, nope. I liked him a lot. Uh, it's, I was just going to say that they, they all have their own unique like personality. Yeah, and I do. think that's why they make such a good group of people. It's because you get a little bit of, you get like, uh, like what is it, Napoleon, Napoleon ice cream? Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. You get a, like, you get the little, a little pink. Bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little sherbet. Chocolate. Yeah. Uh, what I really liked is uh, Jagushi's sort of character arc because mm. uh, he's the one that's sort of against the bureaucracy in the other room. Okay. And then at some point when the other prime minister dies and he becomes a little bit more aggressive in mm. his character, uh, there's a conversation in the middle of like Godzilla sleeping after just fucking up the entire city. Yeah. And they have this conversation about how Jagushi would make a great politician mm. and like, like why he entered politics and like, are you going to take up some, some reins after this? Cause we're going to need a cabinet or whatever. Yep. So like that conversation just like slathered in the middle of like this mm-hmm. giant creature fucking up Tokyo and everybody that you knew dying yeah. and like this, huge hit by a fucking atomic laser yeah and you're gonna talk about it just like yeah no i think i might become prime minister later like that scene really nailed down what the problem with the people dealing with the crisis Mm -hmm. was because it was all about even though they're dealing with this national thing it was still all about how the individual is going to benefit from the crisis yeah, they, there was. I, I like the the idea. Uh, what was the prime minister? Never wanted to make a decision. No. It was like, um, well, you have to make a decision now, right now. You want me to do it right now? <laughs> you know about that stuff. Nani. And the line that he, he says at the end, like he said, becoming a politician is like accountability comes with a job. A politician must decide to own it or not. Right. And he's one of those people who's like, oh, right now, yes, I can make a decision now. I will own my words, my actions, and take responsibility for what comes from it. But action needs to be taken. now. Now yep. and um yeah I really liked his character. Yeah, Jagushi was like probably the like the landing force. Like, yeah, he was the he was the avatar for the audience. Yeah, I, I feel. Oh yeah. Um, I, I I really just think that it's like a main like it's solid writing, mm-hmm. it's solid cinematography, it's solid uh you know like CGI and action. So how did you feel about the the rendering and the CGI and all of that shit? Because as an anime, Japan usually um their CGI is kind of rough sometimes. Like it's like hit or miss. Uh, they usually don't have like a ton of funding, but like Toho, I think really gave them the extra like cash for this because they believed in the director. Cause I mean, he's already, I mean, did so much with, um, Evangelion. Right. Mm. So like, I think they really trusted him. So I think they did really well with some, I mean, like some of the CGI was rough and then like, I, you can really tell though, like where Mm. they put all their money into because then like you see like a really, I think it was like the atomic breast scene. I think uh, like a lot of the rendering times probably went into that. Yeah. And then probably. like there was like some times where the movements were kind of rough. And then I mean they probably didn't spend any time on the helicopters or anything like that because no. they're because nah. I mean like there. for the American Godzilla, the 2014 version. I mean it took like six months. And yeah. I mean that's a big budget studio. I mean Legendary yeah. probably shit money all over that yeah. project. And then. They probably had like rooms and rooms of service uh, rendering it, but and I don't think Japan has like that like that backing. Kind of no, so I mean they did amazing work, and Fuck I can't yes. I really can't wait to see what they do next. Me too. Same. Uh, that that's another good thing about this movie. Like mm. like it, it ends on a note where you're just curious what happens next. Yeah, it's obviously it's not a cliffhanger. No, no. it's just like a all right. I'm you have my attention now. Oh, speaking of that, um, if we didn't make. Godzilla 2014, they mm-hmm. would have never got Shin Godzilla. Oh, really? Shin Godzilla was, or like Godzilla over there was just dead. Mm-hmm. And like when, when we did like 98, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, Jesus Christ. We even <laughs> let them. Yeah. Um, but like 
yeah, like they were just gonna after like 2004 was like final wars. After that, they were like, all right, we that's it, we're done. Nice. And then like we we I think we got the rights to do 2014. Right. And then they loved it so much. It gave them like the people over there loved it so much. They, they gave them like the courage to, or to not courage, revive, but like, yeah. Like the energy they needed to. Revive. Yeah. Because like it gave them the momentum to uh, yeah. make another movie. And I mean, they did a fucking fantastic job. Yeah. They watched the 2014 Godzilla. Like you think that's Godzilla. <laughs> you think that's fucking Godzilla. Oh, uh, they yeah, were, yeah. Uh, when we did 98, they were, Fucking, they were not happy I with bet it. They weren't. <laughs> so what happened was in two thousand fourteen or two thousand four. I mean, um, they bought the rights to that Godzilla and they killed it off. Like oh man, it, <laughs> that's <laughs> petty as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna kill off our favorite character. It's just so y'all can't abuse him anymore. God, they, they were so fucking upset. <laughs> yes. The guy that bought the rights to that and yep. made the decision and who wrote on the note. Fuck you. Yep. I'll just kill him. Fuck it. I'll just kill him. You don't think I will? You don't think I will? Just kill him off. <laughs> you know. But um, what, what would you what would you give this movie? Uh, one out of ten. Uh, I would personally give it a solid seven point five. Wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a the performances were great. Yes. The the script writing was fantastic. Yep. The characters were great. Oh yeah. Uh, the cinematography was like I loved me all too. the cinematography. Like every shot yeah. of people talking in a room had me just like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen? Yes. How the fuck do you do that? Like you can't do that as easily. No. You, know? you have to be creative with how you portray. Yeah. The delivery of information was good. I just think it was a solid movie through and through. So solid, solid seven point five. What about you? Oh, definitely ten out of ten. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course. Maybe a little biased. No, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely a little bit biased on yeah. this, but I'll, probably like like nine out of ten. Yeah, it, it's it's a great film and a great kaiju movie. So I think that's a great combination. Mm. Great combination. You really don't see that a lot because I mean, like usually when you go see a kaiju film, you're like, okay, it's just gonna you know there's gonna be no plot. Mm. It's, it's just gonna be, gonna be like huge fucking monsters, which that's what you want to see, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what you got with like Cloverfield, yeah. but I mean like. Mm. This is a good film and a like good kaiju movie, and yes, I'm like, it is. so you really don't see that ever. So yeah. like nine out of ten for me. Yeah, nice. I'm going somewhere around there. I'm going eight, eight out of ten. Um, just because like the editing, editing was a one, very good oh, editing. Yes. The soundtrack, uh, just sound editing as well was very, very good. Uh, great, good acting, very good acting. And I just never seen Godzilla like the the evolution of Godzilla from you know the whatever he was coming out of the water until the kind of extermination of him at the end so i mean it's it's a very good movie the storytelling was great and all the technicalities like the cinematography was good so i mean the the editing i forgot to talk about the editing because i really really liked it very how good. it was edited yeah uh especially like the scenes that are really like quick cuts yeah uh, and a they never that. happen around godzilla all the quick mm-hmm. cuts happen in a table with people yeah, somewhere, and the, yeah. And, like someone delivering information like the the gorgeous asian lady yeah uh, just like fuck you here you are here you are here you are here you are this oh over the table sliding yeah. stuff across the table ah, yes that was nice such a good scene yeah just showing like how how she's in control she's yeah. the dominant one with power right now take your fucking paper send your gun yeah it was the, good the editing the editing was really 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 satisfying yes and another scene that they did that thing with the papers was mm. like when the guy was just like we're the rebels the misfits the, oh, yeah. the, the nerds yep. the whatever they cut to every time he said a word they cut to someone else in the room yep. and it was just like a really high octane like 
fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Like, that was the feeling that I got from that. That was nice. Editing is fantastic. Yes. It, it's, it's just, I, you know, I'm going to bump mine up to eight. Nice. Hype your own self up. And it was cool. And then the exact same scene, like, uh, as opposed, like, before when she's being the dominant force in the room and she's giving out all the papers. And this one, like you said, they're editing to each individual person. He just puts the papers down on the table. And when he walks away, then every individual comes out and gets their own paper. Like, it's a free-for-all. Everyone has just as much power in the room as everyone else. Yep. I mean, it, I, I love the movie. It was really good. Oh, it was, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, thank you for recommending this. Seriously. Movie. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna cut, and then we're gonna talk about the television and movie premieres for next week, and then we will see you guys in a bit. Hey. hey. So it's like it's like an updated fifty four version. Mm. They, they show the evolution and everything. Uh, no, he's just kind of more representation of like just a force you can't stop. Mm, and then like uh, there's a lot of conflict with this dude, the scientist, and he's like, yeah, he's cre- he does not want to create another bomb. Yeah, because he's like, I don't want to because he makes this like it's called the hydrogen bomb. Yeah, mm-hmm. which like it just like disintegrates anything underwater. Mm. And he's like, I don't want to fucking make this. Yeah. And then they force him to do it, and then he does like this huge sacrifice at the end, and it, it's just like. He's just like, I don't want to drop another bomb. Oh, because it's coming off the Second World War. Yeah. Oh shit. And yeah. he's just like, right. it's it's fucking great. They, 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 Do they, not they, watch American version. They they okay. they remap <laughs> scene like they they refilm scenes in yeah. that movie. It's bad. Nah. They uh, I forgot to mention it like on the main part of the video, but like they bring they bring an element of that when like the U.S. wants to drop a thermonuclear. Oh bomb. yeah, oh, and yeah. that guy was yeah. like, I don't want to see a third bomb dropped on Tokyo. Or she, <laughs> she said like, I don't want to see a third bomb. My dropped. mother or grandmother you lived here or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, and then yeah. the other prime minister or the whatever One he was. Yeah, he was like, I don't want to go down in history for this. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like that. That makes waves. Now, yep. The way they talk about Americans and, and, and Shane Godzilla yeah. was really funny to me. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's just like t- typical Americans <laughs> rushing things. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, seriously. It's like, I mean, we're garbage sometimes. I'm sorry. And it's probably got yeah. something to do with like just like, you know, us being stationed over there. And yeah. then it's how like we kind of just like we're the police of the world and we come yep. in and we, we take take control of the scene and everything. And yeah. it's God damn, it's just such a good movie. It, it is. is. It is. It really okay. is. All right. Do, do All right. Uh, so we got uh, television and movie premieres for the week of Tuesday, January the 30th through Monday, February the 5th. Uh, the first one's going to be Tuesday, January the 30th. It's the State of the Union address. So you guys Ooh. can see your uh, or our uh, president uh, do the State of the Union. But the good thing about this and why it's even being brought up in the first place yeah. is for a look for the live episodes of The Daily Show and um, <laughs> and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert directly following the speech. So like, right. that's, that's where we're at in America right now. They already have they have the state of the union and in the little presser underneath is saying we have our best political comedians ready to roast this motherfucker <laughs> immediately as soon as he finishes his state of the union address like immediately afterwards you know so it's just like a complete farce to begin with we're not even going to pretend like this is a respectable thing we're ready to roast your ass as soon as you get done yep so <laughs> i'm into that so that's tuesday january the 30th get ready for stephen colbert and um who else maybe john stewart is going to be out there too so yeah i hope so because john stewart uh, awesome. John Seward is my favorite political comedian. He, he is. Now, I, I don't want to stir the pot too much, but there's a lot of stuff going on about John Stewart that's still under the waves. Nothing uh, sexual, but he's apparently a terrible boss. Oh, I have never, I've <laughs> never heard any of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, but yeah, that's, it's hard for people. He's not working so much anymore and people don't like to be around him, oh. apparently. But I've never met the guy. No, no, no. Maybe a, a, a very good Christian man. <laughs> <He's Jewish. laughs> I know, I'm, I'm making a joke. <laughs> 
That's a Tuesday, January the 30th. That's State of the Union. Uh, the next thing is going to be Friday, February the 2nd. Two Dope Queens, uh, comedy on HBO. I love this because uh, they're, they're a podcast. It's two black ladies. They started a podcast about three years ago in New York, and they just kept getting more guests and more guests because they live in New York City. Mm-hmm. And eventually, one day, uh, Tig Notaro, she was in the area, and she was on the podcast. Like, I listened to, the, to them. They're, they're nice. Mm-hmm. But Tig Notaro was on the podcast and decided to take their podcast and put it into a show for HBO oh, like that quickly. So, um, yeah, Tig Notaro will be on the show. Uh, Jackie Cation. Is it still like a podcast type show? Is it like a video um, show now? Is it like a drama? It says a popular stand-up comedy storytelling uh, podcast hosted by uh, Jessica and Phoebe comes to television in the form of a four-hour-long episode uh, episodes directed by Tig Notaro. Oh, I'm into that. Each hour will re- revolve around a particular theme. So yeah, that's that is awesome. Like a movie, that's just kind of unprecedented, you know, for a podcast to go from podcast to television, this yeah. television format the way that it is. You know, that's I why I'm interested. It's, yeah. it's a weird experimental thing for podcasting. Very much, yeah. So um, so so support that. I mean, just yeah. to support podcasts in general. Uh, the next thing is going to be the same day, Friday, February the second is Coach Snoop. I know y'all fucks with Snoop Dogg. What's Snoop Dogg doing? He, he's out here coaching. He's coaching the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eight-episode series follows rapper Snoop Dogg as he coaches a youth football team. It's a reality show on Netflix. You know, little motherfuckers want a blunt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit this right here, man. Go out there, be on a football field. It's, like, it's like Snoop Dogg has like two different forms at this point because there's like 1999, <laughs> so like the rapper Snoop Dogg, and then you have like Snoop Dogg like in the 2000s, like oh, yeah. cooking with like Martha Stewart yes. and all that shit. Completely <laughs> different guy. Yeah. I love Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he's, so he's dope. Funny. It's Yeah, I would have never seen this transition because like I said, I grew up with Snoop in the early 90s, like 93, 94 Snoop, fresh out of jail Snoop Dogg. Like, and this Snoop Dogg, like, yeah, I, I, yeah it's, it's wild to see that kind how, of transformation. How old is Snoop Dogg at this point? Uh, late 40s. He might be 50s actually. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, Coach Snoop. It's a reality show on Netflix this Friday, February the second. I've probably talked about this before, but he for some reason he did something for YouTube where he like voiced over like Animal Planet. Yeah, videos. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't fucking with a mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he uh, he actually had a show. They they put him on TV on NBC. Yeah. They did a whole episode. That, that reminds really me cool. of, like that episode with um on Family Guy where they do the scenes like uh like. <laughs> It's like, oh shit, the little rat thing has got eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Cleveland and shit? Yeah, was it no? No, it was like, I can't remember the skit for it. Oh. It was funny though. It was like yeah. like this stereotypical black man. Like, <laughs> it's like, they came my yard, I'd shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you get at movie theaters. Oh God. Brian, are you ready for this Black Panther movie? Uh, I, I, <laughs> are you ready? I got fired, so no. What? Yeah. I forgot to idea a mystery shopper. Because uh, uh, what the fuck? How did you? How this, how did you? What? This is what happened. Uh, All right. I was I was it was a Sunday and it was kind of empty. Yeah. Uh, and I was doing restocking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, I'm sorry to interrupt the story. Can can we not do the podcast at 10 a.m. in the morning? Now. Well, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why why am I here? <laughs> why, why are we here, sir? So early in the morning. <laughs> When you don't have to work later on today, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> All right, Bakir, I'm sorry. Yes. No, like, like uh, I was doing restocking, so like my manager come in and just brought me like five or seven liquor bottles that I needed. Yeah. And then like I was talking to him, and during that moment, like a lady came in and asked for a red wine. Yeah. And somehow in the process, like of talking to my manager and talking to her, mm-hmm. I just forgot to idea. Yeah. And she was a mystery shopper, so uh, she reported it back to. to yeah. AMC. She came. She came in with a Doors Explorer backpack and uh, <laughs> Velcro shoes. 
Yep. <laughs> and her high school ID pinned to her shirt. <laughs> like, like fucking like 50. Um, Brian confidently served her margarita. <laughs> and proceeded to ask her how her kids were. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. found the map yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but no, I got sacked uh, because yeah. of that uh, in like a week. Okay. Yeah. I just forgot to say. Uh, right. uh, but yeah, we can do the podcast like a noon now. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> so yes. I don't have to deal with it. Okay. Uh, but after dealing with Proud Mary, I feel bad for whichever oh. bartender is working on Black Panther. Yup. Because holy shit, yep. I had a breakdown after Proud Mary. I remember. Yeah. Uh, Fuck that! Yep. Uh, so that was like that movie's like a cash grab, right? I saw a trailer for it, yeah. and I'm like, it was. Oh, it's it's a it's bad movie. Yeah, don't do that. I don't know that. what it wants to be. Mm. Um, I Black Panther's gonna do well. Yes, uh, it is. I laughed so fucking hard when they said it was coming on Black History Month because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many people on Twitter just being like real head ass about that. Of course they are. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They're just like like the I'm I'm all I'm I'm all for championing like uh, like a gender or a race or something. Yeah. But when the only reason you're watching a movie is to champion that it's gender just for or that. race, yeah. <clears throat> stop. You're yeah. annoying me on Twitter. Yep. Did you I don't give a shit? Yep. <laughs> Did you guys see like where is is Michael B. Jordan, right? Yeah. Like his girlfriend's white or something. Like Supposedly. That. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like don't go watch this movie because his girlfriend's way. He's like, what yeah. the fuck? He's like, supposed to be championing and caping up for the black people. And you sitting here with a white woman. You don't care about the black struggle. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, yeah. So I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here. I like, know. Uh, <laughs> and people are stupid. Yeah. People are how do you guys, ridiculous. how do you guys feel about Marvel movies? I, mm. when they're done well, I appreciate them a lot. Like Thor was a really good one. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was a really good one, so I should say. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was about, like, the other two are garbage. Yeah, the other two are not great. Uh, the, the first Avengers is good. So, like, when they're done right, I really like them. But they just go through so... They just have such a set structure by now that it's just kind of like... Blech, just, they're boring. I, mean, I want Fantastic Four. I mean, I'm a Fantastic Four fanboy, so um, that's all I have to say about that. That's my life. But that was it for television. As far as movies, uh, we only have two movies uh, coming out, and one of them isn't in wide release, but it's apparently going to do very well. It has a 93 Metascore already. It's called A Fantastic Woman. It's rated R, has a 104-minute runtime. It's a drama. Uh, The rundown is Marina, a waitress who moonlights as a nightclub singer, is bowled over by the death of her older boyfriend. Um, The director is Sebastian Leo, and it stars Daniela Vega. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, it's, it looks I like know a none of those people. But that, me, me sounds, that sounds like an the poster is gorgeous. Yeah, the po- poster looks good. It has a ninety three meta score. I mean, it, it looks like it'll be all right. So I mean, I'll check that out. And the only wide release movie is Winchester. It's a uh, PG thirteen movie, ninety nine minute runtime biography, fantasy horror mystery thriller. Um, That's too many genres. It's a lot. If you have more than three genres, creepy pasta movie. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys do you guys know creepy anything pasta? about that? What creepy pasta? Uh, no, the oh. the Winchester thing. No. It's like the woman. Um, oh, is that actually a creepy pasta? It's a well, no, it's not a creepy pasta. It's a it's a based on a true story. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, the the woman, the heir to the Winchester family. Uh, she kept. I think she went and met with a, a clairvoyant or. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. one of the people that read your future. Right. And she said that, like, uh, that 
where her family had made so much money of so many killings because of the Winchester gun that like she was like haunted by all these ghosts and stuff. So, and she was like, she's fucking loaded. I mean, she just got so much money and she starts building this huge house and she gets all paranoid and stuff. So, Oh, is that that lady that built like the the house with like the false doors? Yeah. And all the hallways and all that shit. It's a movie about that. It's probably going to be garbage, but I I love how it's like an actual thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good connection. I don't know. I mean, it's they, probably going to be gas like shit. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have Helen Mirren's going to be in it. So, I mean, that's some hope. Helen oh, Mirren's a very Helen good Mirren. actress. Um, the rundown was eccentric, eccentric uh, fire firearm heiress believes she is haunted by the souls of people killed by the Winchester repeating rifle. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Stars, uh, well, the director is Michael Spirig. Never heard of the guy, but yeah. Him and his brother will be writing and directing the movie. Do you know what... Uh, what really sucks is that the movie comes out this weekend. You're gonna get a horde of 13 year olds trying to sneak into the movies again. Oh yes, PG 13. Yeah, Insidious. Yeah, uh, I I saw two people get arrested. Two kids get arrested for trying to see Insidious. Insidious. Yeah, not for trying to see Insidious. Oh, for seeing it. For no, 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 no. Oh. For because because it was PG 13, so yeah. they could have they could have gone and seen it. But yeah. after a certain time, they needed a like a chaperone, a chaperone, mm. uh, someone to watch the movie with them. Yeah. Uh, because of the curfew that Northlake has after yeah. it got shot up two years ago. Yeah. There's um, a curfew there? Yeah, like like on certain nights. Oh, okay. Uh, just because uh, it got shot up like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a curfew now. People have to say, like, kids were just trying to sneak in to the movie theater. Yeah. And, like, of course, we catch them. Yeah. <laughs> they're not smart. No, they're kids. They're uh, dumb as shit. They're <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so two of them got violent. With the security guard and mm. the cops. Like, we have a security guard, and then we have actual cops. Yeah. And one of them swung a fist at a cop. Okay. Uh, legged it immediately. The cop caught him. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in handcuffs. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, kid. I will fuck uh, the kid up, like, yeah. so quickly. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, man. Uh, and then, like, uh, another kid just, like, wanted to adamantly enter the movie theater, despite the fact that we told him no. Mm. And so they told him to leave. And he's just balls. like, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, our security guard, which is, like, this big sort of, like, ginger lady, just pulls out a fucking baton. A big ginger lady is a yeah. security? Wow, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Uh, she's fucking dope. She's hilarious. What's the, uh, Brienne of Tarth? <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, blonde, but whatever, yeah. Uh, and so she just fucking pulled out a baton, and the kid tried to stab her. Yeah. Like, another kid, like, didn't want to leave, so he got chased with trespassing. Yeah. It's a fucking wild weekend. And then the weekend after that was Proud Mary. So I yeah. just wanted to kill myself for two weekends. Oh, I bet. How was that Proud Mary, Mary Claire? I, proud? Fucking, I listened to episode 104, mm-hmm. the first 20 minutes of that, and that'll fucking tell you how good that episode, <laughs> yeah. how good that weekend was. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's, that is it for movies, Winchester. That was the last one. Cool. I mean, yeah. That's... It's an episode, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I mean, it was great having you here, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I, 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 I feel like you belong in a podcast setting. The headphones. I mean, well, I mean, like I used to do a podcast with Tay, but. Oh, yeah. Um, ever since then. I mean, well, because we got busy with school and then trying to graduate and all that shit that we had to stop for a long time. Yeah. But I mean. Trying to graduate. Get, okay. Don't do that bullshit, man. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> good thing I'm done now. And I was going to wait on Tay. But hopefully, like, once Tay gets done, then Bring we can start doing some, like, podcasts on our channel. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. It's It's been dead for about a year now. So I was, every time I. Yeah, every time, every time I see it, I kind of get my feelings get hurt. I'm like, oh, oh right. Yeah, I forgot I did that shit. Yeah. My my YouTube channel has been that for like two years because of the same reason, too. Oh, thank oh. you for scribing to me, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, hey, look. <laughs> it's, it took Brian how long? <laughs> it's been like three years. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's it for today's episode. We will see you next week. You can find us on Twitter at the FFS, at underscore FFS podcast. You can find us on Facebook at the FFS podcast. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is, oh, wait, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, iTunes podcast app, SoundCloud, and Stitcher under the name for film's sake. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Achia. I'm at a T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. hey. Crockett, any social media you want to plug? Uh... <laughs> All right. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got a plug. Yeah, um, uh, Brian, Brian, and uh, and Jonathan, oh, yeah. they they just released a, a new podcast. It's already out right now. So as soon as you finish listening to this, you can immediately go over and listen to the next one. It's um, for writer's sake, for writer's sake, or writing sake, for writing sake. Um, I li- I listened to the beginning of it on the way to dinner yesterday. So I mean, it's very engaging about writing. So I mean, guys, go definitely go check that out. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, uh, Jonathan and I are going to have fun with, with a little bit of that writing side. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that came out yesterday. It's, kinda, it's <laughs> under the same RSS feed. So hot, but doesn't know it. Jessica, hot, doesn't know it. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you in the next episode. And uh, Crockett, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, man. thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, finally, it. I only took two years. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys later.